Hey friends, it's Sarah. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I am going to be real and say I recorded a podcast episode that I thought would be funny, like talking about like my dating in my 20s and stuff like that. And like, I just kept sitting on it and I was like, who's going to listen to this? I think it's going to be funny and I think I'm going to try and like spell it out a little bit better, take my time. Um, I've had a crazy sore throat. So I didn't really want to do a bunch of stuff. And, like, I just get anxious talking about the past. Because, like, I always get anxious that, like, people are going to judge me in a way that, like, I'm talking about it. And they're like, oh, my God, she wants to, like, relive it. And, like, at the end of the day, like, no, I don't. Um, This podcast is about going through your 20s. And I am 25. um, And kind of just being clueless. Kind of going off on what you want to do and trying to figure things out. And, like... A big portion of that is dating, and as we all know, I'm getting married in now 38 days, um, a little bit less when you hear this, but I think, I thought it'd be fun to, like, close the chapter on dating, kind of just, like, run through my 20s, I'm not gonna go into, like, high school, or, like, I didn't really date in middle school, and I didn't date anyone in high school, I was, like, I would, like, meet people online that were older than me in high school. I had really bad issues. I know. Whatever. Um, we're going to jump past that. Um, but if you are young and you are listening to this and you somehow found this, if you are a teenager and he is in law school, I've been there, or, like, 20s, or even, like, 19, like, a 19-year-old, like, unless, like, you started dating through high school and there was, like, an age gap, like, a little one, like, okay, but, like, you should not be 16 dating a 22-year-old, um... I learned that once I turned 22 and 16-year-olds were only okay to hang out with if they were family. Um, but, so, like, in the sense of, like, there was, like, minimal things in common. Like, I would not choose to kind of, like, do this. And I was like, why did men? And I was like, ah. So, (laughs) that's a PSA. Um, so, yeah, let's just kind of, um... I'll give a little recap on what's been going on in life, and then I'll jump into it. So, buckle your seatbelts. I really had another episode planned. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be real. I planned to go into, like, going to New York for, like, my bridal shower and kind of talking about it. And I think I'm going to wait until all the wedding things are done. And then I'm just going to do a month of, like, breaking down wedding things. But then I'm like, what if I'm going to be over it by then? But, like... I'll just, like, so I went to New York, John and I went down for, like, four or five days, and, um, we had, um, my friend Shannon and their fiancé, um, watch our house, which was really great, um, and for the pets that we didn't bring, we brought the dogs, but, like, it was great to go down, like, I felt, like, at peace, and I just kind of, like, napped the whole time, like, I had so many Long Island things I wanted to see, and, like, just the essence of, like, being at my mom's house, like, she's only had that house two years, but, like, the essence of being there, I just passed out, like, I slept, I had so much throat anxiety, I was just sleeping, I was trying to relax, um, I got this weird bump on my arm that, like, some say is a bug bite, some say is, like, a lymphoma, um, I'm not sure I'm gonna let it sit another few days, but, like, I was freaking out about it, and, like, my mom saw my health anxiety for the first time, like, I was screaming, hyperventilating, crying, like, and, like, she walked into the room, and, like, she's always prepared for everything. And, like, that is, like, one of the only times I've seen her in my life, like, look unprepared and be, like, how the hell do I deal with this? Um, and, like, teaching her, like, I was freaking out. And she's, like, what do you want? Like, just go to urgent care. And I was, like, mom, like, I need you to know, like, that's not what's helpful here. Like, I need, like, realistic things to calm me down because, like, seeking doctor reassurance just makes all of this worse. Um, yes, if there's a problem, like, obviously I would go. But, like, 
finding little things and just going is um not it so we did that there was a lot of stress but we didn't go to urgent care we just i taught her how to process it we we worked through it um the bridal shower was really nice it was small it was like 20 people it was like intimate i guess i would say um it was really fun and my dad's girlfriend and her daughter came and we had dinner with them the night before and um the girlfriend has a daughter and a son but the daughter has two kids and we met one of them the night um we went over for dinner and she was so fun and like everyone was just so fun and so upbeat and she actually taught at my high school and there was just like funny similarities like she lives on the same street that my grandmother lived on um it's like a meant to be kind of thing and it was really fun to have her there and like even my mom had said like my dad is not the same person that he was and like we were kind of nervous because most of the shower was like my mom's family and we're like we don't want people to like be like make be a difficult time or whatever because of how my dad was back then to like his new girlfriend and stuff like that and everyone was so wonderful and you know like I didn't think anyone was going to be bad. It's always, like, the anxiety thing that my mom and I have. But, um, because everyone knows, like, I wouldn't invite anyone that I didn't want there. And, (laughs) okay, maybe this is going to go into a little divulgence. Um, or divergent, whatever. Like, to another length. Um, so, it was really good. It was so great to talk to everyone. I haven't seen most of them since my grandfather passed away in 2019. Um, so, it was just, it was great to see everyone. It... Or actually, like, the summer after he passed away. But either way, it was really lovely to see everyone. It was so fun. It was definitely stressful because I'm having two bridal showers because my family is basically split. And so, like, the bridesmaids are splitting things, but my mom paid for the whole one down here. But then everyone's splitting the one up there and, like, coordinating that and dealing with bridesmaids and figuring things out um, has been a time. But, again, I can talk about that after the wedding. I think I'll, like, bullet point tips and stuff. Um, so that way I'm not, like, just sitting here, like, rehashing things. I'll just be like, hey, this is what I learned. Um, and then, so, I said that I didn't invite people I didn't want there. So, my mom owns her house, and she rents out part of it to her sister. And the sister and I, um, used to be very close. Great, whatever. Um, as time went on, like, we kind of, like, see very differently politically. Um, she used some terms I didn't like. And around the time that guy, Kyle, like, got um, excused by the courts for, like, the whole shooting thing, um, I posted on Facebook, like, don't let your family's, um, like, racist comments be, like, a punchline or whatever, don't just laugh them off, like, call them out, like, challenge them, like, ruin Thanksgiving, and, like, you know how we all talk on, like, memes, like, ruin Thanksgiving means, like, drive the point home, but, like, it's not as dramatic as they were taking it. And her and her boyfriend, like, removed me on Facebook. Um, but I also, like, she's spoken before about how she doesn't like political things. So she'll, like, unfollow people that do it. So it's like, okay, she knows how to do it. And she went as far as to remove me. So, like, clearly there's an issue. And I definitely don't agree with all my family. And they'll all message me on the side if they don't like something I do or they want to talk about. It, and I'll do the same to them. So for me, she took herself out of my life. So I just acted accordingly. I, um... I like blocked her phone number. I block things because to me, if I just, I'm very guarded of my peace. But even since then, my mom was like, what happens if something like happens to me? Like whatever. And I was like, fine, like, I'll unblock her phone number, like whatever. But then, um, 
there's all this drama because of course like my mom and her are very close and I haven't spoken to her in like a year and also like the fun part of this was I haven't seen her for Thanksgiving since 2019 so like was I gonna ruin your Thanksgiving no um but so like when I came down to New York my mom's like is there any way you could solve this and I was like like John kind of got upset because John was like why is this on Sarah like this woman created a boundary and Sarah just said okay if you remove me on Facebook you obviously don't want me in your life so your wedding invite is is pulled back you know like and it turned into this thing and then like a week ago my dad had called me and he's like why did you want to invite her to the wedding and I was like what and he's like she texted me this whole thing about how she'd love to see me but she's not invited to the wedding and when my parents split, she was the quickest to be happy to get rid of him. She removed him on things, deleted his phone number, all this stuff. And, like, this just seemed drama starting to me. My mom's like, how could you... Like, my mom's blaming my dad for it. But everyone I've spoken to agrees that my mom's sister is at fault. So it turned into this whole thing. And even John's like, why is Sarah being bearing all this burden of, like, having the fixes and whatever? And my mom's like, she took it as you blocking, like, our grandfather's video on Facebook or something. Because, like, I posted it when he passed away. And I was like, yeah, if I block someone on Facebook, it goes away. They can't see it. And she's like, no, but you did it before. Like, you hurt her feelings. And I was like, it's still there. Go watch it right now. And, like, I got to the point that I, like, had to confront my mother because a few years ago... um. I made a Facebook, like, an Instagram post of, like, how to talk to racist family members. Someone made the, like, infographic. I thought it was really resourceful. I was not thinking of any specific family member. I just know that even, like, with talking to my dad, with talking to myself when I used to have a very heavy Republican background, like, how to talk to people with opinions that differ yours. And I was like, oh, this is really helpful. Like, let me share it. Just like how I share, hey, this is signs of heat stroke in dogs. Hey, useful information that someone may not see that may need it. Great, share it. And every single time she took it personally to the point that she would like screenshot it and text my mother like, what the fuck is wrong with your daughter? And so I was like, mom, like you need to stop defending this. Like this woman's in her 50s. Like you need to act like it. So it just was turning into this big thing. And I was like just overwhelmed that like my mom is still struggling to see that there is no one's fault here but hers um so that's been a fun thing um but it was definitely like a sort of stressful moment of the weekend and like even just being there I told my mom I was like I don't like coming to your house anymore because I don't want to have to deal with like seeing her and like even John and I went to my dad's girlfriend's for dinner. And sorry, this is turning into a little bitch fest, pals. I hope you're really clicked in. Um, But Sirius had an incident where he nipped at another dog. And we're worried about him meeting people, like, when we're not around. And so I was, like, just making it clear while I'm out of the house. No one is allowed to meet the dogs. Like, we need to be here. And she goes, oh, my sister was really looking forward to meeting your dogs. I was like, if she ain't talking to me, she is not meeting my dogs. Like, what twisted planet do we live on? <laughs> like, it's the same thing of, like, if I'm not talking to you, you're not meeting my kids. It's just, like, I just looked at her and I was like, you're kidding me, right? And, like, she didn't get it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it's one of those things that just, like, infuriates me and made me stressed. And it was part of, I think, what gave me anxiety most of the weekend. Because I was like, I don't want to deal with this. 
Um, but we kind of closed it off with, even John was like, we were coming down, contact could have been made, and asked for a conversation could have been had. Like, I'm not going to be bombarded right now, but, like, it just, like, wouldn't end. And even a few weeks ago, I posted on my Instagram story that I was, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, maybe should I invite her? And then I was remembering all the things she did, and I was like, why? You know, and, like... It made me so insecure that, like, she's talking to my own dad. She's shit-talking my own to my own dad about me, who she literally said is better off, like, in, not around. Like, what is she saying to family? Like, it just, it, it caused me a lot of stress. Um, but I've decided to move past it. Um, but, again, this is about our 20s. This is about creating boundaries with our family. So I'm trying to share mine because they are so damn hard. Oh, my God, I've been going for 10 minutes and I haven't even talked about my dating life. Oh, my God, is this a mini so? I feel like that wouldn't be fair to y'all because I already said I was going to do it. So I'm going to do it. Are we ready? I hope you have a long drive or you want to chill or you want to break this up into a few days. I'm going to crack open one of my, sorry if that was loud for you, Um, my Lemoncello LaCroix. And we're going to chitty chat. Um, so when I was 20... I was dating a guy I went to high school with. We didn't start dating in high school. We started dating the day after our high school graduation. Um, I remember I was, like, dating or, like, talking to one of his best friends and it didn't work out. And, like, he had always been interested in me. And I was like, sure. And it was great for a few months until it wasn't. And then I didn't know how to leave. So we were together for two years. Um, And I've mentioned him in other podcasts before um, because he was still trying to be present in my life. Um, or his girlfriend was, whatever. Um, but I really don't want to touch too much on him. Um, I've made it very clear. Um, trigger warning, trigger warning. One, two, three, four, in case you wanted to pause or skip. Um, this will be quick. But um, I broke up with him because he tried to hit me. And that was like an easy final straw. Like I literally just texted him and I was like, bye. I was 21. It was August. No, sorry, I was 20. It was August 2017. And... Um, yeah, I remember just dating him in my 20s and, like, his parents were cooking at houses and, like, suggesting that, like, we could live there and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I was just, like, no, please. Like, I already tried breaking up with him once and he wouldn't let me and he, like, threatened me and himself. And so I was just, like, kind of stuck in it and I didn't know how to leave. And that incident gave me, like, the perfect out to literally text him and end a two-year relationship and say, I'm done, I'm outie, like, because I didn't feel safe. Um... So then I'm going to talk about, like, hookup culture, dating, um, because I had two very prominent hookup culture parts of my life. Um, so I really hope I didn't say his name. I don't think I did. Anyways, um, the two in the row have the same name. Um, (laughs) and so they actually worked together at some points and I went to high school with both of them and they, like, didn't like each other. And that was kind of why I went to, like, hook up with this guy once I broke up with my high school ex-boyfriend. So I was still 20. I was just kind of chilling. It was, I broke up with my ex in, like, August or July. I don't remember. And then I hooked up with this guy, like, two weeks later. And it was just, like, casual. Like, I think we literally only hung out, like, once. And, I mean, we were always, like, friendly after whatever. Um, Literally, like, something would come up on, like, a Snapchat memory and, like, would tell each other. And then, like, he would always mention, remember that one time we hooked up? And I was like, can we not? Like... I feel like everyone has that one person. It's like, can we not like go there every single time? Um, 
but I remember just like hanging out and watching part of Moana. (laughs) And then like his mom coming home and his mom knowing who I was. And I was like, oh God, I gotta go. Um, so yeah, then I just started like casually like exploring Tinder and I then matched with another guy I went to high school with and him and I started chatting a little bit and timing never really worked out because like a week after, um, I had hooked up with the first guy. I should really assign names. All right. I'm not going to remember them because my mind goes to like, okay, name the high school ex-boyfriend, Aloe, the hookup Vera. And the other guy from high school, Jell, because that's what I'm looking at right now. Um, but that's not fair. So, <laughs> this other guy from high school that was in my class, um, we started, like, texting or whatever. And we were thinking about meeting up. But then I met the the guy from the politics episode. Um, when I recorded this the first time, I had named him Coke. <laughs> I don't know why, but I did. Um, oh, obviously, because I had a bottle of Coke in front of me. Um... But, so, I had met the poli-sci guy, and I, like, really started, like, having feelings for him, and I, like, stopped talking to the guy in my high school class. Like, we never, like, met up or anything, and Coke, I guess I'll call him, and I, like, talked or, like, had a thing from, like, August to, like, December. He came up to visit me when I went to Salve. Um, I remember sleeping in a bunk bed and both of my roommates left for the night so I could have the like apartment to myself and sleeping in a bunk bed. And I was like, this is really freaking weird. Um, so it was great. It was a lot of learning um, because like he was getting over someone. I was getting over someone. We both kind of just like wanted someone and like to grow. And I'm definitely like a monogamous person. So I was like, lock it down, lock it down, lock it down. He was like, no, no, no. Um, not necessarily, but I think that we were definitely made to be friends and I just wanted it to be something more at a time when I, just because I needed something. Um, so in December he had ended up liking someone else and I was like, do you know what? Like, I just like knowing if I'm hooking up with someone that it's exclusive because I don't want to have to worry about like testing and stuff. Um, so I was like, eh, eh, bye. And so two days later, I messaged the guy from my high school class and I go to his house at 11 o'clock at night for a hookup like on the family couch best hookup I had in the sense that as soon as we were done he handed me my coat and walked me to the door I was like thank god no one's trying to like I think he messaged me like go out for lunch the next day or something I maybe not I don't remember um perfectly anyways um but I remember just being like thank you like mo like even the other guy that like my ex had worked with or whatever was like making me nachos and like we were hanging out and I was like I just want to (laughs) go so it was kind of nice to just be able to have this like okay see ya um kind of thing and him and I would talk and then um February came and I was leaving for Australia and um I was going up to Salve to finish off my like paperwork and stuff like that before I studied abroad plan all my classes and my roommate was like please meet my new boyfriend he's like going through a divorce like you're a bitch like you'll judge him and the first thing I said to him was I was like why are you being a bitch because he was complaining about like parking at the school and he was like are you single and I remember like being like excuse me what the hell is wrong with you and he's like no 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 for like my roommate John and if you don't know John's my fiance's name and that's how we met so I literally was texting um coke and the guy from my high school 
that, um, like, while I was up there and, like, just kind of, like, still chatting, like, figuring things out, um, before I went away. And John and I would not talk the first night. Literally, like, my, my roommate was, like, just, just hook up with him. Like, then you could leave. Like, whatever. And I was, like, no. Like, I, I have no interest. Like, no good first impression. Like, I, not even, like, a good first impression. Like, I just, like, there wasn't anything there, like, immediately that I thought of. Um, I just was, like, in another world. And John tried, like, so hard to be nice to me. And I was just, like, mm, no. <laughs> like, even offered me, like, McDonald's. Like, offered to come hang out with me, like, all this stuff, and I was, like, no, so the next day, they learned, um, my coffee order from my roommate, and got me, like, coffee and stuff to, like, be nice, and then, like, the whole ride home, I had to sit up front with them, because my roommate was in the back with her boyfriend, and, like, they just kept looking at me through, like, the rear view mirror, and it was, like, wholesome, and I was, like, oh my god, what is this, and so, like, we occasionally talked, and then we went out for a date that night, and, like, um, for, so our roommates could hang out and like, we ended up by kissing or whatever. And I was like, you know what? This could work as like a hookup before I leave. So I went back to New York for two days, went back up there to go see them and like stay there for like three or four days. And then I literally came home for two nights and went to Australia for six months. And I remember John and I were sitting there and we looked at each other and we're like, okay, on the count of three, we'll say if we want to just like start dating or if we want to be single. And I, again, was trying to grasp at things that weren't there. They made it clear that they were still working on things. And I was definitely just like, lock me in a relationship, please. And, like, on the count of three, we went to. And John said first, like, we should be apart. And I was like, we should. And I was about to say, I'll get together. And I was like, be apart. So, because <laughs> you know I am not going to be taking rejection. Uh, um, or at least back then. So, I hopped on a flight. And as soon as I got down there, um, we talked a little, we didn't really talk. Cause like, as soon as I got on the plane, like my roommate texted me like, oh, like they had someone over and I was like, uh, bye. So, um, I started dating down there. I met a really nice guy. He was probably the favorite first date I have ever been on in my life. Um, he picked me up in his ute, which is like what they call like trucks down there. And, like, he was, like, we need to just get, like, first date jitters out. Like, we literally went on the highway. He was, like, speeding. And he's, like, we have to sing this song at the top of your lungs. And I was, like, oh, my God, what is this dude going to play? And he played My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. (laughs) We just, like, sang our hearts out. And it was really funny. And even just, like, thinking about it now, like, it's super funny. Like, I, this is probably, like, one of the only guys I've, like, formally, like, dated that, like, I wish the absolute best um, or on formally, whatever. I don't know. Dating culture is weird. You know, it's, it's weird. I'm like, who do I call my ex? I I don't really know. (laughs) Um, but so we had a lot of fun. Um, I tried octopus with him. We went to like a little like food place, which was really fun. And I remember like in Australia, you go up to the bar and like order your food most times and then take it to a seat. And like, I paid for mine. He's like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, now we need to do something else. Like I pay for something. And I was like, okay. And so, um, we went bowling and like we had a bunch more dates after that but I remember like John and I started slowly talking again and he and they were like uh when have you last like hooked up with someone and I was like oh this morning he dropped me off at school and and their face literally went uh (laughs) and it was just like one of those moments of like petty victory I guess and so um yeah that was kind of funny and then 
it got time to like start preparing to go back to um the states it was probably like april and i remember i was on my birthday trip i was in new zealand so i went to new zealand and sydney for my birthday trip and i remember while i was there the guy from australia was like texting me and he's like i can't wait to see you when you come back like I just, I, he's like, I'm looking into getting like my passport so I could come back to the States with you for a little bit. Maybe we could spend the summer together. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I am in love with John. I was like, I, I know I am. Like, I'm not just trying to be like Miss Monogamy over here because I literally have an Australian man willing to get a passport and leave the country. John and I are trying to go to Australia. <laughs> like, why would you leave Australia for the United States? I was like, this guy is willing to drop everything to come with me. And I was like, I don't feel the same way. And I was like, fuck, like, I need to be honest. So, again, we had only been dating a little bit. But um, I told him, and he was like, okay, like, not a problem. Like, thanks for letting me know before I did all this stuff. And I remember texting John. I was like, hey, I'm not trying to put pressure on you. But, like, I just ended something with someone I was interested in because I realized, like, I really have strong feelings for you. And, like, I don't want to act too tough or like not be vulnerable and lose an opportunity for this I was like I'm not expecting anything of you but like I did want you to know and later on they told me that like that was the most pressuring thing they've ever experienced but like not my problem I literally was like super chill I wouldn't have been upset if they were like eh, see I got bitches you know so I just knew that I couldn't be ingenuine with someone and so so that was in, like, April, and then I think we started dating in May. Yeah, I don't remember what our anniversary was back then, but in May, I remember them, like, writing out this little, like, novel text for me, and, like, they couldn't hit enter on their MacBook, so it sent the message of them asking me out, um, and I was like, uh, yes. So we started dating while I was in Australia, and... It was a lot of learning. Um, they were definitely a bit more, like, private and a lot more guarded because, like, my friend from high school um, came down and, like, we used to shower together. Like, we did everything together. And my high school ex-boyfriend didn't care because I told him I didn't care. Like, and John was kind of like, oh, I don't like that. And, like, warning boundaries and, like, warning all this stuff um, was difficult. And, like, I remember, like, sitting there and thinking, like, should I do this? Like, is this actually worth it? Are they just too much for me um and then like I came home and I went to warp tour and I wore like a kind of see-through shirt and like they had had an issue with it they wouldn't anymore but um I remember being like is this too much for me like I do not allow anyone to tell me what I can do what I can dress how I hang out with my friends like yes it would be different if I was like making out with my friends at a bar um but I did also see their essence of privacy with friends and like I, I can understand it more now so, um, it was a lot of learning to be in a relationship with, like, I remember my high school ex was like, yes, whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever you want, until it wasn't, and then I, like, started getting, like, trigger warning. One, two, three, like, getting abused. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just, like, a mess over here. Um, so it was a lot of learning of how to have a relationship with someone who, like, pushed back and, like, where you had to meet in the middle. Um, and it wasn't just an extreme on one end, because that's what I was always used to. And I didn't like it. I really didn't. I had to learn how to, like, communicate and, like, compromise and learn and be willing to have a discussion. It was it was kind of weird. So as John and I grew together, 
we, I came back to the States, they met my family, um, and then we had been together for about a year, and they proposed on my college graduation night with my bachelor's. I remember when they proposed, I was not ready, um, I remember talking to my friends about it a few weeks before, and I, I was like, I'll say yes, like, I, I think I'm ready, and then as they proposed, I was like, I'm not ready, and, um, it was a lot to handle, I didn't like the ring, I see, I gave them a Pinterest board, of all like big stones with like small settings around it and they picked like a a three stone ring which I didn't like and then my finger looked fat it wasn't the right size it was just overwhelming and I felt like a bitch for wanting to return it but we returned it and upgraded and like it was just it all felt like wrong and it sucked it was a sucky feeling but I wanted to be happy and like all the stuff and we were engaged for probably like five months we lived at their grandparents house when I did my internships and stuff like that and as school started going back things started getting weird I started working more um and like one day like John was just like I need space like I need you to leave and I was like oh cool so um I did I went back to my parents house and or my mom's house because my parents had split in that time and then they had texted me like hey I think you need to come get your stuff like I'm done I'm done um, they wanted to have the conversation in person, but I was like, honestly, if I'm coming back from New York to Connecticut, like, I need to know if I'm getting my stuff. And they're like, yeah, you are. So I was like, okay. Um, and while John and I were together, I lost contact with all of my hosts, as people do. Um, so I almost, not almost immediately, maybe a few days later, I reached out to Coke um, because him and I stopped being friends because there was just like a board boundary line. And, um, it wasn't good to have while I was in a relationship. And so I reached out to a bunch of people and this is where whole phase number two comes in. Buckle in again. And this, I just was kind of like, let's go on Tinder. Let's chill. So like, I remember when I recorded this part one, there was like Coke and Coke two, because I had essentially like made my whole like single thing. People were messaging me. Where's your ring? Where's your ring? Blah, blah, blah um all this stuff and I remember this guy not coke but other coke they have the exact same name um I had been on and off like friends with him since I was like 15 and every time like I was single a kid trying to like, hook up with me and I was like no but I was like this is the perfect time he was on Long Island I was on Long Island I was like sure I remember I went out with friend coke or poli coke whatever and we went out for drinks and then him and I were going to meet up after this little date I had with this other guy. But so I hung out with Coke and we got drinks and we caught up. He had had a girlfriend with the same name as me. Um, but we got up on life and, um, it was nice. He's honestly an amazing friend and he's another ex friend, whatever, or ex. I don't, I don't know that I wish absolutely the best. And, um, I remember as I was leaving, he's like, don't go just like cancel the date. Like it's fun catching up. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I'll call you right after. And like, we'll go out. And so I went on this date with this other guy, absolutely no sparks, drove a trash Honda black civic, um, coupe scared m me for my life with his driving. Um, and as we were ordering Sonic, John called me first time after like we broke up and I was like, oh my god and I just I let it ring I was like there's no way I'm answering this right now and so as soon as the date was over I went for a drive and I pulled in a parking lot and I called them back 
and we stayed on the phone for four hours. I remember Coke was like texting like, hey, where can I meet you? Like, how'd the date go, blah, blah. And I remember like texting him and being like, I'm on the phone with John. And he was like, okay, have a good night. <laughs> so um, it was tricky. John was the only ex that I ever like continued talking to or like, hooking up with for a decent portion of like being broken up. I was always mu- very much like we break up and like we're donezo. Um, as far as, like, serious, like, I love you relationships go, the few I've had, it's always we break up, I never talk to you again. Um, so this was kind of weird. And then I just started, like, putting feelers out there. I remember, like, telling my dad, like, I saw both Cokes, like, frequently on Saturdays, like, back to back. And my dad's like, which one? Like, your hoe. Um, not actually, but he was just like, which one? And so... It was just, it was difficult. I remember meeting up with John at the Providence Providence Place Mall to, like, get dinner. And, like, we ended up, like, hooking up. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this is me. Like, this is not me, you know? Like, and sorry. Oops, let me. Sorry, I thought I got it all. Um, I met some random guy on Tinder. My college roommate was, like, going home for the weekend. She's like, just hook up with him. Just hook up with him. Walk him. Leave. So, like, I had, like, a hookup with some guy off Tinder. I know his first name and I know the type of car he drove. I don't have the last name. I have no idea. Um, but literally, like, matched on Tinder, immediately invited him over, and then never saw him again. Um, and so I remember, like, John and I hooking up after that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, I'm an exclusive person. What am I doing? Why am I like this? Um, but after seeing John that time and, like, hooking up with them, I was like, do you know what? Like, I, I need some space. Um, the space lasted about two weeks. John then came over for Halloween. We hooked up again. And then, um, November 5th, I was offered a job at one of my internships. And I remember like going out for dinner with one of my bridesmaids now, my friend Lexi, and I'm telling her all about it. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm still talking to John. Like, maybe I'll tell them. And she's like, yeah, girl, like go show them that you're like a boss bitch, whatever. So I got home and John, I called and I was like, oh my God, like I got this really great job offer. And John interrupts me by saying, I kissed insert friend's name. And this friend, they only had recently, like, literally, like, two weeks before we broke up. And, like, they lied to me about things involving her. Not that, like, they ever cheated or anything. But, like, it just, it felt weird at the time. And so they told me that. And I literally remember being like, fuck you. And I hung up the phone. And I had always hung out with Coke. But I had never done anything with Coke. And I remember John once saying that, like, if I ever did anything with Coke, like, we'd never get back together. And from what John had done, I was like, okay, like, we're never getting back together. So Coke and I went out for a night of drinks and dancing and obviously ending up hooking up or making out, not actually, like, hooking up. But so we had started to, like, progress our relationship. And then I remember, like, Coke and I, like, he would say he had feelings. And I'd be like, no, 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 I'm still trying to figure out what I want with John. And then I was like, do you know what? I have feelings for you. And then he was like, no, 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 I'm trying to figure things out with my on and off girlfriend. And, like, it would just be this back and forth thing. So now I'm in two back and forth things. <laughs> and I remember literally going to the bar, um, Blues, in Newport. And literally just giving them my tab and asking for, like, three drinks for my friends. They were all for me. I literally just put all three straws in my mouth and downed all of them. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, I don't handle my problems with drinking anymore. But, so that was a big thing. That was November. And so November came around. And I started talking to this other guy who was, like, a firefighter and, you know, like, a store manager and an event planner and all this stuff. Like, he was, like, jack-of-all-trades. And I remember when John and I broke up, I was like, I wish John, like, had more ambition or, do you know what? I, 
I wish John did X, Y, Z more things. I'm not going to mention the things because we've worked on them or, you know, sometimes people just have quirks that never change. And I remember like meeting this guy and I was like, oh my God, he ticks every single box. He's perfect. He does everything. And like, there was just no like chemistry. Like I bet I could have forced something to like be happy, but I was like, nothing's really there. I'm just kind of, like, going along with it. And, like, he was trying so hard. Like, I was meeting his family. Like, he was calling me all the time. He was so, so, so sweet. And it just, like, I was like, this kind of sucks. I was like, maybe it is better to love someone more than they love you. I don't know. Like, but I just, I kept him around because I was like, I'm not committing. Like, he kept asking me to be his girlfriend. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, which again, big red flag on my account. I should have, he should have known. Um, not really, but like big red flag for me. Like if you can't commit and stuff like that, like he was trying so hard. And then, um, Thanksgiving came and John called me again. I had my friend from Ireland over who was studying abroad for Thanksgiving and they called me and we talked a bunch and they said they were hooking up with someone that they worked with. And I was like, oh, well, like I hooked up with Coke and they're like, yeah, I figured like, and all this stuff, like, they still wanted to talk. So I was like, okay. And then, like, a week went by, and I went to visit my aunt in Manhattan. And they called me when I was on the train. I was like, hey, can I call you back, like, once I get back? Fine. So then I um, I get home, and I call them the next... I call them that night, and they were busy. So then I FaceTime them the next morning to show them the sugar gliders, and they reject the call, but immediately answer a text I sent. And I was like, great, someone's over. Like, I literally couldn't answer a phone call in time, and you invite someone over. And then they, like, call me the next day, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, this girl just invited herself over, and she, like, wouldn't leave, and, like, all this stuff. And who knows what's true. I'm not trying to make that point. I'm trying to make the point of men are trash. And so I was like, okay, great. I want you to know that, like, this ain't it. And I said, please do not contact me ever again. I said, I need to heal. I need to move on. I cannot keep doing this back and forth. And two or three weeks later, I meet this guy that has the exact same name as John. Um, different spelling. Um, oh, fuck. I gave away his name. Whatever. So um, he goes to, like, the Maritime Academy. And him and I were getting along great. Absolutely wonderful. But, like, I remember we hooked up. And he was like, oh, so we're dating now. And I was like, haha. He actually thought that. Um, I met a few of his friends. Um, I met his mom when I went to pick him up to go to New Year's. Um, I said I was sick once and he came over to my dad's house with soup and met my dad. Um, my dad really liked him and it was just kind of like weird. And I was like, okay, like here's me like dating a guy that's like down here because the firefighter was up in Massachusetts. Like when I went back to school, I got to do the same thing with him. And then like, oh my God, I was awful. Um, me, I'm saying I was awful. I literally used to have men's names saved in my phone on what area they were in, like M-A-C-T-R-I-N-Y. L-I, depending on where I was. Um, great tip for my single ladies. But it was tricky, and it was not even, not tricky. It was just weird. I was just like, this is not the life I want to live. Like, I want someone real. It sucks that it wasn't John. I wish it could have been John. And I was like, okay, we're we're going to rebuild, you know? So I start investing all into, not investing, but I start focusing in self-care. I get a job interview at PwC. I get the job in January. I'm like, oh my God, like I accept the job offer. Now I know I'm moving to Boston. Um, I originally had a different job offer for a different internship, but then it hits me that I'm moving to Boston. I'm starting over with no one. And this is like back in the pre-pin, this was January of 2020. So I was 
fully believing that I was moving there, going in the office five days a week, becoming a Bostonian, and going out all the time and meeting friends and, like, living life. Um, so I accept that, and I get excited for it. And then I go to school, back to school in January to start wrapping up my master's degree. And I end up telling both firefighter and the maritime guy that I'm like, hey, like, I don't really see a future here. Like, I I wish you the best, but, like, I felt like I was, like, cheating on them. And, like, it just, it didn't feel right. And so they were both like, okay, like, maybe we could still go out occasionally. Like, the maritime guy was like, the next time you're in New York, like, you love hibachi, I'll take you out for hibachi. Like, he was great. Um... And I remember even on New Year's Eve, someone ran up to me and was like, congrats on your engagement. And, like, he just looked at me and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I have something to tell you. And um, so then it came time for Seashell. He already had a nickname before this podcast. Um, my friend Jillian made it. And he was... He was actually a really great guy. I remember talking to Coke and saying, like, I think that this could be the guy that, like, I date after all of this. That I'm willing to actually have a relationship with. Um, we went on, like, an eight-hour-long first date down at Newport. We went to Atlantic Grill. We went to the beach. Like, we just sat and talked. And, like, he was just, like, very emotional. He was very emotional. And it was something that I hadn't really had. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm really enjoying this. Like, I'm enjoying getting to know him. I'm enjoying, like all of this like this is great like there was nothing really bad he even got like a seat that's why his name seashell he got seashell from the beach and like wrote the date on it i never ended up getting it from him but it's okay because obviously um but then we had another date he lived in like gloucester like foster rhode island which is right by where john's grandparents live he actually like drove us down john's grandparents street when john was living there and it like hit me and i was like oh my god like i need to try one more time before i like close this chapter I need to be like open and honest about how I'm feeling I was like I'm afraid to trust because of what John did I'm afraid to do all this stuff because of what John did and like I need them to know it and I need them to know that like they're still on my mind even after like all of this yes granted it was only like two or three months but I was like no contact but still like constantly thinking about them like I need to like be clear on this and just be real because maybe we're both just doing it and one struggling you know so I remember going home that night after the second date with Seashell and I was texting Coke and I was like, I think I need to like reach out to John one more time before like I move on and I fully like accept this and embrace this new life I'm going to have. And he was like, yeah, like I need to reach out to my ex-girlfriend, whatever. And like, we're both writing texts. I literally found the Google docs that Coke had sent me to edit before he sent them to his like ex. Um, like the other day and I was like oh my god I need to delete these it was like dear Sarah blah 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 and I was like oh my god what did, when did I do all of this stuff and I was like oh <laughs> so anyways um I so we were writing out texts and then we fell asleep and we woke up to the news that Coke's uncle passed away unexpectedly and like we were both we wrote out the text but we were teetering on if we should send them and coke was like right now you and i he was like you and i both were sending out these texts we're sending them out we're seeing if these people are the loves of our life and we're just going for it because we need to see so we both hit send on our text messages and john like immediately calls me and they're like oh i'm in like the area today like do you want to get lunch and i was like yeah i actually have to like drive down that way i'm going to new york so the second we meet up we meet up at the Starbucks in Johnston, which is now my still fave because I work there. 
and they kiss me and they bring flowers and all this stuff and I was like oh my god what the hell I was like I literally like I sent them a text and I was like fuck you like you ruined me you made me afraid to love like I still fucking love you like I can't believe you did this to me like all this shit I can't remember what the text was but it was partially like a fuck you text and they were like let's they were like stay over like my house or like stay over my friend's house and like I didn't want to stay over the friend's house because it was a friend that they kissed and like I wasn't super comfortable with it and then um they were like no just sleep at my house like my grandparents house with me and I did and I remember that morning I woke up and their grandmother ran up to me and like hugged me and she was like I missed you and I was like I missed you too um which was really cute but again I I had no idea where this was going she gave me eggs from her chickens to bring home and I remember giving them my dad and my dad was like where the hell did you get these eggs and I was like Rachel's and he was like no (laughs) like he just didn't want me going back down this path because he even both my parents have said like i've never seen someone cry over another human being like that um sorry i got interrupted by a spam call but so i just was like processing all of this and my dad was like not wanting me to get hurt because i was so obviously hurt before but i was like i need to just try this like even I remember telling my therapist and she was like Sarah like are you sure and I was like otherwise this is this is gonna be the one that got away from me if I don't try um like even when I was dating other people and they were like preparing meals and things like that like I'd turn and I'd see John doing it I was like I think this is it for me you know like I I need to try one more time so um I remember Seashell texted me a few more times and I literally ghosted him and I feel so bad about it but um I bet he's grown and he's better now um, but yeah, that's my kind of like dating in my twenties. That was from 20 to 22. John and I got back together in, um, we officially started dating again, like in March of 2020, like the first week, like right before COVID. Um, and then I turned 23 in quarantine. So I've been with them for, I mean, a long time and that's been my dating up to 25 and there was hookup culture there was kind of cheating I guess I don't know I really don't want to call it cheating um dating around exploring um breakups heartache learning um there was so much and honestly like I know half of my friends have been through so much more with dating because it's like either situationships that are last as long as my relationship with one guy or like drama of cheating and moving in and moving out and all this stuff and I'm very lucky that like I found my my home and my person as early as I did even if there was a little like hiccup like it truthfully came down to at the end of the day like we didn't really know communication we didn't really know what we wanted and we need to work hard to get there and so I'm very grateful that we're there But with that being said, John's still at work and I wanted to use this time to do my little podcast and then I wanted to hop in the shower and just like shower like, I don't know, I put in the hair mask, like I'm learning to enjoy the peace and quiet of my life. Um, And I hope you guys are doing well and I'm very excited to keep recording episodes for you guys. I literally just had like the most bitching sore throat that was literally caused by heartburn. (laughs) I thought it was allergies. The allergy meds didn't really help. Um, The heartburn meds, I've been on day two and they've been great and it's been helping with my medication anxiety. So um, with that being said, I hope you're doing well. I hope your loved ones are doing well and I will talk to you next time. Bye.